Welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast with me, Kathy Love. I'm a business coach who helps allied health professionals run powerful and profitable businesses in the disability sector. Join me for cutting-edge interviews with leaders in the allied health and business fields, along with plenty of practical content that you can use to make your business practice perfect. Welcome, Stephen Withington, to the podcast. How are you? Fantastic, Kathy. Thanks for having me. Oh, so excited. So excited. So, Stephen is the um, product owner of Data Player. Uh, Data Player is just sort of this quiet little secret sitting there in the allied health market at the moment. Fly us in. What's uh, what's this Data Player thing? <laughs> Well, thanks, Kathy. Uh, I think we have, we have been flying under the radar actually for quite some time. Uh, I think about 2016 or 2017, um, we started working with Clinico as an, um, through their API as a connected add-on, mm. building bespoke um, dashboards or data visualization based on information that we pulled out of the Clinico system. And um, it's been, you know, it's been growing quietly in the background one by one as we, as we onboard people, but in the in the last couple of months, we've been working on um, what we call software as a service or something similar to like you add on with the other practice management software. Now, we, it's just a matter of dropping in an API key, uh, joining data player and all the data gets sucked up. And then we present you with a dashboard of your key, um, key information, key performance indicators and other, and other metrics uh, in a more automated fashion. So we can generally get um, practices up and running in about 30 minutes. So business owners are probably just fainting with hysteria in hearing just what you've said already. So Data Player is a software product that mm-hmm. sits on its own and you connect it to your practice management system. And at the moment, it's flying high and fast with Clinico, but others are available. And mm-hmm. the data comes out of the practice management software and springs to life in visual dashboards mm-hmm. that even mere mortal allied health business owners can learn to love. Yep, that's exactly the case. And in fact, um, with the clinical... That sounded a lot it, more friendly, Stephen. That sounded a lot more friendly. <laughs> well, I'll try to, to, to keep it. Although <laughs> I'm just so excited about it. And if the jargon gets out of... Uh, the jargon comes out know. of me, you I'll let me let know. Um, when we say pull it out of Clinico, we're actually updating the dashboards in Data Player uh, hourly. So when, um, when information yep. changes in Clinico, within an, within an hour it'll um, be represented and pop through into Data Player. And you've um, been working with Clinico for quite some time. It can connect with most of the other practice management systems or work in progress? So we launched this version back just before Easter this year. Um, so Clinico's very solid integration. Mm. Um, we're currently looking at some of the requests we've got. So we're looking at the other clinical systems and we're, we're keen to find out where the most demand is. Definitely NewCal is one that um, we're looking at at the moment. Also, some requests for the financial information, particularly um, payroll or billings for um, payment of practitioners through Zero. So Zero is another cloud product that we've got um, that's got an API that we can connect to. But even outside of that, um, anything with an API can be connected to Data Player. Mm. It's just a matter of the automatic ones that we've got set up at the moment are Clinico and we're looking at Zero and NewCal and others. But if you've got another data source, 
um, whether it be Google Analytics or um, some other information, or you're currently getting it from a particular uh, source, if they've got an API, that's something we can do. And we're also just um, adding in at the moment the ability for some of the metrics to manually enter in those things like net promoter scores, uh, enter them yep. and see them visualised in the same place alongside other data. And that's the first step. So if we can manually enter it in and then um, we can look at data sources and connect to that data source down the track. Yep. But yep. really it's about that automation of manual tasks that are taking place and, and saving clinics, um, you know, what can be up to three or four hours for for particularly data data savvy people or people who are passionate about that might be spending that a week. Um, we can have that connected yeah. up automatically so you can just access that information at a glance. Yeah. So before I hit record, I did hear you say the words that you could think of nothing better than looking at spreadsheets all day. Mm -hmm. um, so what Data Player does is reduces some of that time, but also just some of that fatigue and that sort of number that number um, analysis in that it becomes mm. visual and you can very quickly and easily compare um, mm. and from the you know the the look under the hood I've had of data player is that it will not necessarily replace every spreadsheet that business owners have but it will certainly be visualizing and making the data a lot more um, accessible is mm. that been the feedback that you've had yeah absolutely the the feedback is in the versatility and the way to, to see yeah. the information. Um, actually, a little bit of the inverse. We've got some. We've got a wonderful array of uh, visual graphs and charts. Um, and uh, one of the things we have been asked for recently is moves more tabled information <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a result oh, of that. Uh, so, so we are we are yeah. looking at adding some of that that um, glance table information in there. But it's um you know and. I've been in the allied health space myself for a while and um, particularly around the mental health space um, and building dashboards and um, using those key metrics. It's the thing that I always find challenging is Excel changes and you have to update a formula or, you know, you look at a formula and you accidentally delete part of it um, or you're limited in terms of if you're not um, as a, a, a as you're not familiar with Excel, perhaps your formula is um, making some mistakes where you didn't account for something. So, Having um, data scientists write the algorithm to actually extract the data and do it in a re very repetitive and consistent mm -hmm. manner means that you're always going to get the same, uh, you're going to apply the same um, equation to the data. And that doesn't mean that it solves the problem of garbage in, garbage out, because then it's a matter of making sure the right information is going in. But you can be very confident that the calculations going into are consistent across the board. Yeah. And sometimes that that can help even the playing field with um, clinics with different types of practitioners and, and the way that they work or they enter data into a clinical system, having the, a constant measurement um, for an output is going to give you is going to give you the ability to go back and understand the why behind the number mm. itself. Yeah, yeah. So what's some of the the feedback that you're getting from people who have been using data player for a little while now? Oh, the, the feedback really is about the how how much time they're saving initially um, from yeah. doing that and then it's 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 the age-old question people only know what they want so they might come to us with a, a set of dashboards or a spreadsheets that they've been using for x number of years to help them understand their business and when they when the time's taken away from actually calculating the information and just looking at it and then the additional information we provide them then it generally becomes peeling back the onion in terms of i can see that number and that number but how did you get to this one or 
what's going on there. And we're finding far more granular information uh, coming out of it. And then what's been really pleasing is, you know, people's um, passion for how do I share this with my practitioner cohort? How do I get this to my admin people? Um, can I get a dashboard for uh, the practice manager? Can I get a dashboard for the practice admin people uh, and some specific other information? So, you know, we, we're constantly taking onboard feedback and adjusting um, the offerings that we have in the standard model, but also the bespoke ones for those really large complex clinics that are building, that, are, that have got really left of center data needs. We're building that as well. Yeah, that was exactly where I was going with um, my thinking um, was that not just the time safe, but all of a sudden you've got a consistent data set that mm -hmm. the business owner and their leadership team can actually really start to ask quite complex questions to mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. run quite complex scenarios. Well, what if and why is this so? Because we were saying just before we hit record the that the data really tells you a story you've you've mm. just got to ask it questions and mm. you know the story and the patterns will start to emerge how's it being used do you know with sort of leadership teams uh very much in in all of those yeah. all those examples and i think you know as a as somebody who's owned and operated allied health practices in the past my preference is always get the data to the practitioners and talk to them not being a practitioner myself, um, I found the best way to do that is rather than sometimes even bringing the numbers to the conversation is ask the questions. Um, I find the story or the, the reason behind the, behind the numbers, mm. having that conversation is the most powerful part. Even things as confronting as retention, you know, once you get past the initial hesitation to talk about retention um, directly with somebody, it might be I noticed that your retention number is higher or lower than some of the other in the practice. And I'm curious behind that. Tell me what it's like with clients on that first experience or how many sessions you might have, or do you have, um, you know, what happens in the seventh or eighth session? What's your plan for a client when they get to there? And it's in that that you can really use numbers to change behavior. And you might find it's a learning opportunity for the practitioner, or you may learn a lot. you know, I had a really revealing conversation a few years ago with a practitioner with an extraordinarily high retention metric, and I thought it was wrong. I I, I thought they'd broken the the <laughs> algorithm. Be that good. <laughs> um, and when I went back to it, it was just that they had a standout introduction to new clients. They put so much more effort in it, and in that particular um, clinic, their retention was fivefold of the average. And um, it was a matter of then of discovering something through a number that could have been written off or just a number on a page, mm. or going to everybody else saying you need to get to this level. It's like they weren't going to. But with the assistance of that person, the whole clinic lifted up. So you definitely see those those sorts of things coming through. But um, some of the fascinating stuff you can do now with automation and um, in through a system like this is you can enter in targets. So you might have a revenue target or uh, an attendance target or a DNA yeah. target. Um, and you can be alerted that your clinic has either reached it or not reached that target. We also send out daily, weekly and monthly and annual emails that measure um, the more popular metrics and, and send it out as an email to you to say yesterday's bookings were X and, and the day before is Y or the target was X and mm -hmm. the, the actual is Y so that you don't need to get into the product all the time, but it might trigger you to look at that and go, oh, how come we didn't have any bookings yesterday or DNAs were really high yesterday? What happened there? And then you can deal with things in a more timely fashion um, rather than waiting till Monday and downloading everything looking at it Monday afternoon and then having a conversation Tuesday, Wednesday, next week, mm. um, you can, you're going to find out within the hour or 
uh, worst case, at 8 o'clock tonight, you'll get an email that tells you what the performance was. Or better still, your leadership team gets those notifications mm. and that the standard operating procedures are such that somebody does something about the right things and mm-hmm. you're the last to hear about it. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be most ideal. And you can set those preferences up so that um, the emails at the moment are going out to uh, the practice management or the key person in the account. Mm. But we're building a module at the moment um, based on feedback to be able to select um, practitioners or admin people with certain information and send that out. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. I do wonder, though, that um, whether some people, some business owners are sort of thinking that, you know, too much data could just be more than, you know, more than they can manage. And there may even be a little bit of hesitation to kind of get into a program like Data Player because they may not believe that they know what to do with it. What are your thoughts on that? Just that fear of data. There's got to be a word for that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's got to be an iteration on FOMO or, mm, or, or something mm-hmm. along that. But with uh, with data and the fodder, or maybe. Yeah. Um, but I think you know the the age um, the age old saying is that you um, you can only manage what you measure. So you, you know, um, and I think most people get stuck in terms of what do I measure or how do I measure, or worse. The worst thing possible is to um, be measuring vanity metrics, things that don't really matter or things that make you feel good because it's a, a feel-good number, but mm. it has no real outcome for the, for the clinic. You know, um, People manage things like clicks on their website. You know, oh, I've had 3 million clicks on my website, but how many bookings did you get last week? You know, how, and of the people that booked, how many people returned? Um, what's the average, um, what's the average uh, value uh, for, lifetime for value of a client. Lifetime, lifetime yeah. value of a client. Um, what's the average the average session rate per mm-hmm. practitioner? What are the retention rate? What are the things that actually drive the clinic and ensure that you'll be there six months, twelve months, three years, five years from now? Um, that you can that you can absolutely fine tune based on the data that you have in front of you. So, mm-hmm. you know, the great thing about um, the pre-formatted dashboards in in the Data Player subscription plans is that you know use the ones that you like. Don't look at the other ones. Um, you can take them out and add them into reports. If anybody's generating that information and building a management report, it's as simple as click on that, expand it out, save it as a PDF, mm-hmm. add it to your report, not 90 minutes of crunching data and putting it in spreadsheets and re-signing it and then snapshotting it and putting mm-hmm. it into a PDF and then adding it to a management report um, from those sort of things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think don't be, don't be afraid of the data. There's too much data. Just start with the things that, that matter for you and then work up from there. I think there's another fear sitting there um, as well, and it's the um, it's the the good enough thinking, as I call it. That well, we're doing all right. We've got profit. We've got a happy team. We've got 25 spreadsheets that you know mm-hmm. I'm spending thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars a year feeding, getting mm-hmm. the data from. It's good enough. It's good enough. Why would I need to kind of go next next level on it? I think mm. I can almost hear your thinking on that one. Um, I I think that if you've got all that information and you're crunching, the first thing is we can save the time um, to replicate what you currently have. I mean, you know, uh, the most complex standard plan we have costs a cup of coffee a day. You know, it's, um, it's very affordable. The second thing is, is that shared knowledge. And what we're all about at Data Player is building up our community. Um, A lot of products now have a community website, but what we're keen to understand is from other other practitioners, 
what are the metrics that matter, and also to get a uh, get a sense of what what's good that's a good number. Because even if you understand your own business um, intimately, you understand every driver behind it. How does that match up in terms of an industry standard? You you know, is it way ahead of the curve, or or is there another way? And I think you know, people generally are interested in understanding um, how they can better or better educate their practitioners um, and how we can bring in information to share. Because personally, one of the biggest frustrations that I've seen inside Allied Health is that segmentation that we have not only within the segments itself, but within clinics, you know, I see practice owners all the time. It's like, how's your numbers good? How's your numbers? Yeah, they're really good. And they're poles apart. And the, the ability to not understand <laughs> thinking. that is hard. Even within a clinic, within practitioners, it's mm. about not not having that shared information um, to be able to make informed decisions. And I think data for me is about informed decisions, um, whether you dis- disregard it or not, or you have too much. Um, it's about understanding um, what is happening and then and then and then taking action against that. Yeah. Yeah, we um, talk about it uh, with our clients as um, the data decision dashboard uh, mm-hmm. in that you've got to get the data in and make sure that that's in good shape, but ultimately a dashboard is for decisions. It gives you mm. visibility of the relevant data that you need right now to make the next set of decisions for what you need next. Um, mm-hmm. And that, you know, quite often business business owners will start with quite a small dashboard and as their skills develop and their businesses develop, there'll be more and more coming in as mm-hmm. well. So it uh, doesn't have to be overwhelmed from the get-go. They're, it's it's about the habit of learning to love your numbers and use your numbers. Mm. And like you said, you don't have to have a million and one of them. You have to have the ones that you need right now and you add on mm. from there. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and we we definitely try and make that easy. I mean, um, the there's a free offering in Data Player Connect, and, and there's about six or seven basic sort of graphs in there to give you an understanding. But mm. it comes familiar, and you get those daily emails as a, as an introduction to it. If you're a solo or a small clinic, um, the paid ones, as I said, you know, for a cup of coffee a day, you can get up to sixty graphs spread across, you know, appointments or patients, practitioners, products, and revenue. Mm. Um, yeah, it's served up to you so you can make decisions on there. And then as we add other integration sources in there as well, you can start to see the full picture because being able to um, to see a dashboard on the entire client journey from entry, entry point in terms of mm-hmm. marketing effort and conversion through an intake process, uh, that treatment and recall, and then the financial outcomes of that for a clinic in the one spot, I think has got a lot of value. Yeah, absolutely. How do people get started with Data Player? Just go to our website, dataplayer.io, um, log in for a uh, set up for an account. It's basically email and contact information. And then from at this stage, Clinico, grab your API key, drop that into the product. Uh, it'll take, depending on how much data you have in your in your practice management software, it'll take anywhere from 30 minutes to maybe an hour mm-hmm. to pull all the data through and then Hey presto, it's it's all ready to go. You can set up your targets in the in the meantime. So set up some targets and KPIs um, that we can measure for you. And we can show that information, mm-hmm. revenue, for example, and a revenue target on the same graph. Um, and we can send you alerts to tell you whether that's um, being met or ex- uh, or not or exceeded. Um, so yeah, you can get mm-hmm. yourself set up in about 20 minutes. Start with a free account. It's got a limited amount of information. Jump onto our community, um, ask some questions there. Don't be afraid to say, oh, well, they don't have this graph that I've been measuring for five years in my spreadsheet. It's great. Tell us what it is. 
um, we'll have one of the guys whip it up in a graph for you and put it into a into a dashboard. Mm. Uh, without naming names, we both know a business that uh, has got in and got started to realise that they have a little bit of work to do upstream with um, mm-hmm. the way that they they use their practice management software. Um, and that, mm-hmm. this will be good work to do uh, mm. because it will just make everything flow on through. How? What are some suggestions around that piece? Yeah, I think um, it's, it's one of the things with practice management software that's mm. most underutilised is um, they're very powerful systems. And, and regardless of which one the, you're, you've got a choice of in Australia, mm. you know, they're all of a very high standard. But sometimes, you know, as um, users, you tend to take the, the shortest route between A and B, and that might be having generic service types that you're billing under, but you actually meant you're billing under different things. It becomes very hard to delineate that when you're starting to look at a dashboard six months down the track, I wonder, you know, that service type is our biggest biller, but it incorporates maybe 50 different services. So it's a little (laughs) bit more of that work. um, Oh, but I don't want more product items. Um, Product items are, you know, the the, the great thing about digital digital systems is, you know, there's there's an unending number of pages that you can go through Mm. and there's often a search feature and then talk to your PMS um, PMS provider about how to better utilise it. But things like that, um, if you're, selling services and your um, or products and you're just using a generic code for a, a whole range of products, there's oh. no way any system can be automated and show you um, at a granular level what products sell best if we're just using one g- generic code. Mm. Um, so it's that sort of stuff, that, that garbage in, garbage out. But um, the thing that most people um, fall in the trap of is if you haven't got a perfect system manually, you can't automate. You can't automate imperfection and expect perfection. So, you uh, if you are spending some time um, cleaning up the numbers each week or doing that as manual adjustments, putting it into a system like Data Player, which is a level playing field, and then seeing what the results mm-hmm. are. And again, it's that question of the first time the dashboard populates, you look at it and go, oh, that's not right, close it down. It's like, no, that's not right. Why oh, is that not right? right. <laughs> All right. I have a conversation yeah. with myself or one of the team and we can, we can work through and say, ah, oh, you know, that's because using an item code for... Uh, a service, not and but it's in the in the product section, and you might be able to find that information out. Mm. And it's the small tweaks. Um, the other thing is, you know, we pull in historical data, so and change points. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, I, well, I can't use it until I go and fix up three years worth of historical data." It's like <gasps> get started today. Gosh. Get started today. You're making decisions about the future, and the the past can inform you in that absolutely. Yeah. And if it's an easy fix, clean it up. If not let it go, just move forward and start measuring because, you know, before you know it, you'll be six months down the track with six months clean data and you can yep. move forward from there. Yeah, yeah. Now, moving forward, that is just such a magnificent segue. I was going to um, <laughs> ask you about where data play is going to be in a year or two or five years. Where Where do you reckon you guys are going to end up? Oh, I think um, we're firmly um, in the camp of data visualisation and particularly in the allied health space. We're very passionate about supporting the sector. Um, we've got clients um, not only in Australia but throughout the world in the UK. You know, Clinico is a global product. I think um, the great PMSs in Australia are, are all global products, and you know, we've got we've got clients from all of those areas. So, you know, we're really um, it's about being informed by our users uh, and building up that community. I think one of the things that's um, lacking, you know, I found myself in the allied health sector is because it's so fragmented, is the you know, if you go to a hospital system, they can tell you how long somebody should be 
um, triaged within um, what what a patient, how long you know, average life, average time in, in a hospital is, and what the outcomes and recovery periods are in allied health. We don't have access to the information mostly because the systems themselves um, are either not digital or they're not interoperable. And you know, Kathy, my great passion around interoperability in the I, healthcare sector. I was just sector. waiting. I'm just looking. We're half an hour in. You are welcome. You got it there. Yep. Haven't uh, haven't brought it in there. So being able to bring that data in and and something like DataPlay is really handy if you mm. if you were to down the track um, change a clinical system or bring in a new data source, mm. the ability to be able to see all that information historical, even though you switch systems, is is something that can be a real benefit uh, to practices. So, you know, we're we're young but old in this space um and i you know what we're looking for is some um, diversity and and who knows when you know whether we build dashboards for particular modalities or, or clinic types in the in the future we'd love to love to be a part of that so to maybe zoom into physio or zoom into speech pathology or Cairo and really yeah yep. nuance it up wow really and really build build in those mm. building those specific things that happen ndas is such a um <laughs> complex this situation. This is a G-rated show. Yeah, I think everybody's just heard that and gone. The blood pressure's gone through the roof, particularly with the recent changes. But um, you know, if there's an NDA-specific dashboard that would help people, let us know, and whether it's something that we can help with. But we're passionate about the allied health community. Yeah, yeah. So when you say that Data Player is a new company, maybe we should have done this at the start, but maybe just a, a little bit about who Data Player is and where they are. I think that will explain a huge amount about the program as it stands today. Yeah, Data Player is a product um, of a company called um, Tegeria, which is based in Europe and in southern part of Europe in, a, in Albania. And I've been getting to know a lot about Albania. And, um, How's your and geography? Their, <laughs> and the people. Um, it's just north of Greece and across from yeah. the heel of Italy um, on, on the Adriatic Sea. Um, it's been around for 10 or 15 years. And they do amazing things over there um, in terms of uh, around they're a full stack software house. So everything from um, AI and all those scary terms, machine learning um, and uh, programming and full stack, all that sort of stuff. So they've got a, quite a large team over there, particularly around data science. And they're working with uh, within the health industry uh, across U- Europe. Um, and Data Player itself came out of uh, back in the early days of Clinico, five or six, seven years ago, when people were looking for a, a particular request and into clinic, I was saying, we're not going to build that, but there'll be someone out in the community who'll build that and use our API to build that tool for you. Um, Tegeria started building some of those bespoke integrations. And then the most common thing was asked for was dashboards visualization. Mm-hmm. So then they started building that and launched the data player product. And as I said um, before, that's now grown into a software as a service comp- uh, product that you can easily connect to yourself without having to do the introduction, send your spreadsheets across, get them recreated, checking that that's all working. That process used to take a couple of weeks. We've now got that down to 30 minutes. Mm, Wow. So how did you get involved with them? Because you've just been all over the place in all sorts of roles in really great ways. How did you kind of land there? a situation similar to this, about a year ago, uh, I was invited to talk about digital transformation on a webinar that they were that um, they were running, and they reached out particularly around their interest in allied health mm. and some of the um, the stuff, the content that I've been putting out around that. And um, I've got a background, as you know, in product mm. development and in, um, in software development, particularly for the allied health space. 
And um, it sort of grew out of that in that I, uh, we talked about how we could make it more relevant to the allied health community and we, how we could make it easier for practices. And, and before you know it, um, yeah, I was involved in, in building that. And, uh, you know, there's this little thing been going on for all of us that are COVID and lockdown. Yep. And so the time zone's great because uh, they're late afternoon into the evening. So it's a matter of being able to, um, to, squeeze, to squeeze that in. And it's been really exciting to work with such a dynamic team of people that are passionate about data and then be able to apply that into a space that I think desperately needs it, which is the allied health sector, and use my knowledge to bridge that gap. So, you know, I'd be really keen to talk to, uh, and one of the great things for me out of this is talking to practitioners, not only here in Australia, but I've been having great conversations with people in the Middle East and Europe uh, and the UK and Canada uh, over the last couple of months about what stats, um, what do they measure and why it's important? And I can tell you, a lot of it is very similar. Uh, I was Some just of, about to ask, is a most lot of, it of is, the challenges pretty similar? Well, I think most of the challenges are, are very similar um, yeah. right, right across, across the world. There's some specific local issues when it comes down to the financial data and other bits and pieces mm. that they might measure. Yeah. But the challenges are the same as data literacy, getting... Um, you know, getting the time to do it, managing things that aren't metric, uh, that aren't vanity metrics, um, those types of things, and getting the right information to the right people. I think everybody's so much more passionate now about um, being able to share the data that's appropriate for the user cohort they want to share that with. So some of those conversations are fascinating. And as I said, in its current iteration, data players is a couple of months old, the the plug and play version that we've got in the market now. Mm. But, um, you know, it's got decades of experience yeah, behind yeah. it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, maybe in the future, there'll be a day when you've got your passport in one hand and a glass of something bubbly in the departure lounge and you'll uh, meet your colleagues. <laughs> uh, we're looking forward to it. I'm hopefully to travel. I mean, you know, personally, I have an aspiration to be a digital nomad um, mm. and work um, and follow the sun around the globe. Mm. But uh, all that got put on hold um, a little while ago, uh, like yeah. all of us. So um, I'm sure there'll be a time where we'll get to be able to do that and and, and catch up in, in person. But, yeah. you know, it's been great, the digital tools we have. I think this whole situation has really leapfrogged the digital transformation oh, of absolutely. the allied health sector and pushed yeah. us into, I know in the clinic that I operate um, at the moment, we were able to take hundreds of face-to-face -face appointments to online in 24 hours through, you know, being able to use the cloud or having the cloud already, even though we were in a bricks and mortars clinic, to be able to have all those systems in the cloud meant that, that if we turned up, it wasn't there. And in this case, we weren't allowed to go there and nor were our clients being mm -hmm. able to move payments and uh, appointments and practice management software and clinical notes and everything. Documents, just, yeah. Just trade from, trade from somewhere yeah. else tomorrow to yeah, admin staff or going remote and mm -hmm. through the use of products like... Um, the telehealth products that we have, being able to remain connected, um, that's been really, that's really important. And, you know, hopefully for a lot of clinics in the future, digital dashboards that um, automatically sync their data into them. Yeah, on the hour, on the hour. <laughs> what else would you like our listeners to know about Data Player? I think jump in and have a have a crack yeah. at it. Um, but more importantly, jump into our community. Um, we really like to see some then uptake in the, the traffic into our community and ask those data questions that you have. I'd be more than happy to um, you know, to get a consensus on, on what people are asking and provide information for it. Uh, if you've got a tricky spreadsheet question, you know, 
Maybe I can help you oh, out with some of those idea. as well. Dear I know, I just idea. Opened, just opened a can of worms. That's tragic. <laughs> uh, you are asking for trouble. Yeah, yeah asking for trouble. Where is this community? And so the data player community is uh, it's at dataplayer.tribed.so. Um, I'm sure you'll put that through. It's on the bottom of our website. Um, we've got the data player community, and that's dataplayer.tribe.so. Um, and it's been great people dropping in there with questions about can you add this or mm. I just need to understand that. Our help center's got um, descriptions of all of the graphs, how we calculate the metrics, et cetera, um, and, and other tips and tricks in there. And we'll keep adding to that as, as time goes on. But get involved, um, jump and try the free account out at least to get you started and get you, and get you engaged in having a look at their metrics. And if you've got questions, ask. Um, yeah. And thank you to the support that you're offering to our clients as they're uh, getting started on their data player adventure. I'm sure you're going to get quite a few more after the weekend that I've just had away um, with uh, boardroom clients, but also after listening into this podcast. So thank you. Well, thank you very much for the invitation. And, and you know, data's a bit, a bit of our thing and that's what we'd love to hear about. Mm-hmm. So if you've got questions about that or you're interested in the product, by all means, um, reach out. We, uh, we're, we're there for you. And we're going to make sure that we kind of stay, um, stay in touch and get some updates as well. So uh, let's make sure we bring updates about Data Player into the uh, allied health business owner ears in the, in the years to come. I think um, it's only going to go from strength to strength based on what I've seen and heard already. Fantastic. Thanks, Kathy. We really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit practicemadeperfectpodcast.com. While you are there, you can subscribe for future episodes and continue your business adventure with me. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with your friends and colleagues. The Private Practice Made Perfect podcast is brought to you by Experts on Air Podcast Network.